The people found Jesus on the other side of the lake. They asked him, Teacher, when did you come here? Jesus answered, Are you looking for me because you saw me do miracles? No, I tell you the truth. You are looking for me because you ate the bread and were satisfied. Earthly food spoils and ruins. So don't work to get that kind of food, but work to get the food that stays good and always, always, and gives you eternal life. The Son of Man will give you that food. God the Father has shown you that it is the Son of Man. The Father is the one who sent me. No one can come to me unless the Father draws him to me. I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets. God will teach all the people, everyone who wants to listen, everyone who listens to the feet to the Father and learns who come and and learns from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is sent from God. Only he has seen the Father. I tell you the truth. He believes he he who believes that has eternal life. I am the bread that gives you life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the desert, but they still died. Here is the bread that that comes down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will dr- he will live forever. The bread is my flesh. This fr- this bread is my flesh. I will give my flesh out so people in the world may live to, to may have life. Then the Jews began to argue among themselves. They said, "How can this man give us his flesh to eat?" Jesus said, "I tell you the truth: you must eat this flesh of the Son of Man. If you don't, and you must drink his blood. If you don't do this, then you won't have a real life in you. He who eat, he he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. I will raise up on the last day. My flesh is true food. My blood is true drink." My, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood, lives in me, and I will live in them. The Father sent me; the Father lives, and I live because of the Father. So who, so he eats, so he who eats me, it with the like, will live because of me. I am not the. I am not like the bread your ancestors ate. They ate that bread, but they still died. I am the bread that came down from heaven. He who eats this bread will live forever. Jesus said all these things as he was in the synagogue in Capernaum. This is the word of the Lord. It must have been so much fun. Well Thanks done, Will. to God. Well done. did a super job. Do you want to help me with something else? Okay. Good. It must have been so much easier for Jesus to say, Will, you're absolutely right.
I heartily agree. He knew what he was doing, didn't he? Saying somebody else's words is always more difficult. Absolutely. Well said. Right, now, we're going to have a competition. And to spice things up, let's have boys against girls, shall we? Come on. So, who would like to be on the boys team? I need four people. No, you can stay here. I've got one. I've got one here. So I need three more. But we need people of different ages. Um, Yes, of course, you're all different ages. Yes, thank you for that. How facetious. Uh, Phil, thank you. Peter. Um, And let's have... uh, Come on, Toby. Okay. So you just come over here as a team. Okay, a team. Brilliant. And the girls. Who shall we have for the girls? Um, Come on, Rebecca. And Sally, thank you. And um, let's have uh, Lauren and Hattie. Fantastic. Now we're going to have a bread tasting competition. All right? So um, we'll let the girls go first, shall we? Yes? Okay, so girls, come over here. Okay, so you've got four different types of bread. You can stand, just, Rebecca, just go the other side and stand in front of a, a slice of your choice. Okay, great. So four different types of bread, okay? And you've got to decide by tasting it what brand of bread this is. Okay? Is that okay? Shall we give them a clue? Shall we give them... The choice of the four breads, shall we? No. Some of you are really hard, aren't you, in the competition? I wouldn't like to play Trivial Pursuits with some of you. Now, okay, we'll give you a clue then. I just have to remind myself what they are. Okay, they are Warburton's Value Hovis and the Village Bakery. Okay. So, Rebecca, have a have a try of that. You, you can you can tear a bit off. Yes, have a taste. Okay. So, do you want to have a guess then? What do you think it is? Hovis, Village Bakery, Value, or Warburton's? You think it's Warburton's? Okay. So you think A is Warburton's? Fantastic. Okay, Lauren, have a taste of that then. Pardon? That you think that's the village bakery, that B is the village bakery, okay. Okay, Sally, yeah, go for it. Right, what do you think that is then? No, you've had Warburton's and the village. So what do you think that is? Uh, Value or Hovis? Hovis, okay. C is Hovis. Okay. And Hattie, you go for it then. You can all eat bread, can't you? You're not allergic to wheat or anything. A bit late, I know. (laughs) Just want to know if I'm going to get sued. 
What do you think that is then? Uh, <laughs> yes, I think we'll have to go for value. Okay. Does it taste like value, Hattie, or does it taste better than you think? Bit ropey. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, you take a seat then, a second or two, and then boys, come on, come show them it. Show them how it's done. Okay, so Phil, you go for A then. Don't forget the choices Hovis, Village Bakery, Value, or Warburton's. Always looking at the consistency, the color of the crust. Warburton's, I like the girls, okay. Okay, oh. You want that, the village again, okay. Okay, Toby, go on then. You've got uh, Hovis and Value. Toby, what do you reckon? Hovis or Value? You think Hovis? Yes? Okay, and Peter, what do you think? Well, do you think that's, that's Value? But do you think it tastes like value? Does the wine taste like that? <laughs> yes. And the cheese. Yes. What do you, do you actually taste good or a bit ropey? Oh, you do. That's very good to know. Right. Well, girls, come back and I'll tell you how you did. Because you both cho- chose exactly the same things. Mm. So you, you said that Warburton's was um, example A that B was the village bakery, C was Hovis, and D was value. Well, I can tell you that neither of you scored a single point. (laughs) And actually, you said that C was Hovis, and that was Sainsbury's cheapest value bread. And, um, And that fooled you all. Well, there we are then. Well, you can have a taste then. So I'm afraid neither of you have uh, won, neither team. So the two-week cruise that was the prize is, goes unclaimed. We'll have to have a rollover. So thank you very much. Give them a round of applause. Well done. I was going to make a sandwich out of that. Look. It's like the mice have been... Well, a bit of fun, but choosing bread, choosing bread, just keep that thought in mind. Now, one of the best parts of going on holiday to France, I think, has got to be the bread. Is anybody in agreement? The French bread? Fantastic. As a family, we love to visit the boulangerie first thing in the morning. Well, we do. The kids are not that keen on walking to the center of the village, but, but we love it because we can eat this bread with French butter, we can eat it with French jam, French cheese. Oh, wonderful. But sometimes, though, I think it's interesting to see which bread either Kate or myself will return with. You see, Kate can speak a lot more French than me, but my accent is far superior. You just ask the children. 
Now I've come to the conclusion, having been on holiday to France many times, that it really doesn't matter what bread you want because you end up with whatever the baker or boulanger wants to give you. That's my experience. I don't know if anybody else has shared that experience. But this snippet from John's Gospel story that Will read for us so well gets right to the heart of the issue concerning bread and the type of bread we are searching for in life. What bread are we wanting? What bread are we searching for? Bread that just fills your stomach or bread that does so much more? Where are we trying to find satisfaction in life? In things that ultimately won't satisfy? Our job, our schoolwork, football, music, a relationship, a goal in life, watching TV, stuff that we do for church? Well, John tells us that there's only one thing that can satisfy our hunger. We've seen from that competition there are many types of bread. And yet the writer John tells us that there's only one that can really satisfy our hunger. What type of bread? What brand? Well, it's God's own taste the difference to life brand. Jesus. In this part of John's story, Jesus tells the people and us too that he is the living bread that makes a difference to life. When we know Jesus... We find out that he is a real, dependable, trustworthy person, not just some historic figure whose example is worth following. And because of this, we can believe in him. We find that Jesus is the ultimate hunger-satisfying gift from God. And this gift gives us life, gives us a wonderful friendship with God. Have you found that wonderful friendship with God that you can have through Jesus? It doesn't matter what age you are, where you come from, what type of person you are. This relationship is free and it's open to everyone who believes in Jesus. Have we admitted our need for him? Have we discovered for ourselves that he's totally dependable no matter what life throws at us? Do we believe that Jesus is the ultimate hunger satisfying gift from God? Like I say, God offers this gift to every single one of us, no matter who we are, what we've done, what we've not done, or what we've had done to us. What bread do you want? Do you want Jesus, the taste, the difference to life brand? Now, the snippet, as I say, from John's Gospel gets right to the issue, the heart of the issue concerning bread. Is it bread that fills our stomachs that is our focus or is it bread that satisfies our eternal needs in short do we want to be fed purely from the life's basics range or do we want something much more than that in John's gospel people had a very limited idea of the food they needed they were just wanting Jesus to satisfy their own expectations Fill our stomachs with food, Jesus, they said. That's all they were interested in. They had unexpectedly received a free and lavish meal from Jesus, hadn't they? Jesus fed more than 5,000 people. And this got the people thinking, we're on to a good thing here. Let's have more of this, Jesus. Give us some more of this food. 
In what ways do we want Jesus to meet our expectations in life, at school, at work, in our own families, in our hopes and dreams, or even in church? And how open are we to receiving unexpected food? Jesus makes it clear that God provides food for us in unexpected ways. Jesus basically says to the people, how can you look after your spiritual health when all you're thinking about is your stomachs? The attention of the people was firmly fixed on the everyday things of life, so much so that they couldn't even give God one thought. They just weren't bothered. Now, can you remember about 15 years ago those 3D books that came onto the market where you could, uh, you could pour around these books? You know, you stood around a table with a family and you just looked at these books and then some know-all would suddenly say, oh, I can see what that is. It's outer space. Do you know what I mean? And you, you'd stare at it and you'd say, I can't see that. I, I, can't, I can't see it. It just looks like dots on a page to me. Well, that's what most of them look like to me. Now, if you stare at that long enough, there is going to be an image that appears. And if anybody can see it, I shall give you that two-week cruise. <laughs> anybody see it? You can. Come on, Jack, come on out. What is it? Pardon? A pile of cars. That's what it looks like now. But there's a 3D image. There's another image in there, if you can see behind it. Will? Pardon? Is it a whale? That's a good guess. But it's not a whale. <laughs> You've seen these books. It's not a whale. No, it's not an elephant or a tiger or any of those things that you can often see behind them. Andrew? A pyramid. No, it's not a pyramid. No. I can just about make that out now, having practiced all week. Come on, now, the last chance. No, it's not. Lauren, go on. No, it's not a river. Okay, put the slide on, Josh. Let's show them what it is. It's the Ford badge. Yeah? Those are all Ford cars. If you come closer, you can see them. It's all cars. So it is a pile of cars. And behind there is the badge. You can go on the website. You can see. See what I mean? It's difficult, isn't it? That's why I used to get so annoyed with those people who could just see them after a second. No effort. But you see, sometimes in life, we only see half the picture. We get on with life, and we don't care about God. And Jesus is saying, that's not complete life. That's not the whole picture of what life can be. We're so concerned with bread to fill our stomachs, or money to fill our wallets, or stuff to fill our houses, or friends to fill our time, or work to fill our days that we miss out on receiving this amazing life that God wants us to have through Jesus. I finally found the time this week to watch the first episode of that program, The Queen's Palaces. I don't know if you, any of you have seen that, but I like the history, and it's a fantastic program. 
And the first episode was telling the story of how this boggy marshland just to the north of Westminster in London became the ground where Buckingham House was built and then later Buckingham Palace. And if it wasn't for Henry VIII, who saw more than this boggy wasteland, saw the potential to use that land for something else. And then people like the architect Nash or even Prince Albert then that dream wouldn't have been realized. That picture wouldn't have been completed. So where are we in our faith with God? Is our friendship like, with God like the boggy marshland, which has the potential to have something much grander and more beautiful built on it? John says to us in his story that Jesus is encouraging each one of us not to get bogged down in everyday life, so much so that we miss out on the life God wants us to have through Jesus. So what bread do you want? Bread that fills our stomachs or that and more? Bread that helps us to live life to the full, helps us have a close relationship with God, helps us have a church that's full of life, or are you happy to be fed with just food from the basics range? My prayer is that each of us will wholeheartedly believe that Jesus is God's ultimate hunger-satisfying gift and ask him to feed us with the good things that he's got in store for us. That we'll all look beyond our own expectations and be ready to receive unexpected food from God. And that we'll be ready to look beyond the everyday things of life and ask God for his help, his strength and his inspiration. What bread do you want One that satisfies for one moment or bread that satisfies forever. I want to invite us today now to think about what asking Jesus to be the bread of life for you will mean. And I'll help you to do this in the rest of the service too. The rest of our time together. But do you want Jesus to feed you with the good things that God wants you to have? Do you want that close relationship with God? One that makes a difference to every bit of life? Because if you do, then Jesus would love to feed you. And that's why he said those words. Let's just be quiet for one moment now and think about that.